Hi everyone, and uh, welcome to all of my future millionaire friends. <laughs> I'm your host, Sally Cobb, and today we're going to dive into a concept that you may or may not have heard of, and it's called your future self. So when I'm working with my clients, I love to use this exercise of future self because it's kind of magic wand time. What do you want your future self to look like? And I think we've talked a little bit about it on the podcast before, but today we're going to use that exercise to help you live the life you want now. So uh, I had goals, everyone does, and I reached many of them, but it's not the goal that makes you happy. It's your thoughts about the goal. So what? (laughs) How can that be? If I think good thoughts about what it is I want, somehow that will make me happier? Well, actually, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So when I was planning my future, I was excited about the potential I could create. So I dreamed about what it would look like when I got there and what the business would be like. And I put down on paper what I wanted and committed to making that happen. I wasn't sure of all the how-tos, but I had a beacon of light in front of me showing the way. So it's that journey that creates confidence and the thoughts about how you're going to feel when you get there is what makes you happy. Powerful thoughts. That is the secret sauce and your superpower when you're deciding what you want. So when I was working with catering clients at Mezzanine, they would come to me and say, I'd like to have, for instance, a cocktail party. And I'll say, well, great. What exactly do you want to do? Do you know what you want for a menu? And a lot of times people would feel a little stuck. They had an idea, but they really hadn't fleshed out that idea to include all of the details of it. And that's what I did with people all the time. I would say to them, that's fine if, you don't, if you're not exactly sure what you want or how, it, how it's going to go. Let's talk about it. So tell me what this cocktail party is for. And they might say, well, I, you know, want to celebrate a birthday or I just want to have a bunch of friends over or it's a rehearsal dinner, could a rehearsal, you know, get together gathering. And so I'd say, well, that's that's great. Those are all great. You know, these are great ideas for cocktail parties. So tell me about how you see the, the party playing out. And this exercise is so important because Not only does it dovetail with your future self-work on yourself, but for me in the catering business, it helped me help the customer to see exactly what it was that they wanted help with and what it was that they were going to need. So we'd play it out from the very beginning. So this is a cocktail party. Is it just cocktails and appetizers or... Is it going to work into other things like dinner and dessert later? And they'd say, well, you know, yeah, I think we'll probably start with with a cocktail party and then we'll, you know, move into some other things. And I'd say, well, that's great. So what time do you expect people to arrive? And they would say, well, we expect them to arrive at 6 o'clock. I'd say, well, that's great. So we usually arrive an hour, hour and a half in advance, depending on what we're doing, so that we have everything in, we're ready to go. Do you want some stationary appetizers? Do you want appetizers past? How big is the space? Will there be people all over the place? So they, you know, unless we had multiple stationary items, they may never get food for that cocktail hour. 
Um, but it might be in someone's living room. So, you know, a nice station of a charcuterie board, uh, something like that is, is really nice for when folks first start com- to come in, they get a drink, they, you know, have something to eat and they're mingling and talking with people. The next question is, well, what about the bar? Do you need help with the bar? Are you going to supply the beverages for the bar, the alcohol for the bar? Is it plastic cups? Are you doing glassware? What are your thoughts on that? Also, the number of guests at a party is certainly very important, too. So we keep moving through all of these things, helping people figure out what it is exactly that they want and how they see it playing out. So they'd say, well, you know, so about an hour, we'd have cocktails and snacks and visit, and it's going to be basically in my living room, but it's quite large. And I don't think I need any help with the bar, but I might want a bartender to be there to make drinks so that people aren't having to make their own things and pour. So that's great. And then I say, what, well, what do you think should come next? And they say, well, I think then, you know, maybe we'd move into dinner. I mean, I'm not sure. What, what do you think? And I say, well, I think it's great to have a plated salad because it's something you can call people to the table for. It helps to start things off to end one part of the party and begin the next. And then servers or people that are working that evening can, you know, indicate to guests that they can you know, come to the table, that the salad course is being served. And depending how on how elaborate this party is, there could certainly be multiple courses. There could be a plated appetizer or a flight of plated appetizers. There could be a soup. But salad is most common, um, so we would have that salad all plated out. On China, if they were doing China, it could also be family style. And people are seated, and then they get started. But The next question is, do you want water at the table? Do you want wine poured? We'll need wine glasses and and water glasses. And then we will move into the next course. So we'll come and clear that course away, and then we'll serve the main course. Do you want your chef to come out and describe the course to you? If it's a special plated, you know, curated and plated on purpose meal, a lot of times people would like the chef to come out and describe the meal and talk about what it is and what's in it for the guests. Uh, That can be plated, that can be family style. Certainly anything can be done buffet too. That's a little more casual, but uh, a lot of people for private events are really leaning towards these plated dinners for groups of, you know, 10, 12, 20 Um, Usually most people in their homes can't seat more than 20 people, but if it's in a little bigger environment, we can certainly do that. So the chef comes out and talks about the meal. It talks about the courses as they come out. Um, Do you want bread served? Uh, Do you want um, wine coursed out with the meal? So things that will be paired up with the different things that are being served. And then the... Staff will clear all the plates and silverware and things like that. Do you want coffee served? Will dessert be served now? Or do you want it just out and available for guests? We find at events a lot of time that people have had a lot to eat in a short period of time and that they're really not ready for dessert right away. But if you leave it out and it's accessible, it can even be, you know, taken care of by someone. You know, a staff member can be there to serve people if they would like to be served pour coffee for people if they would like that or tea or other beverages or you know after dinner 
Um, cocktails can also be served here. So walking people through the entire event is really useful, and it starts to develop this picture in your mind of what that all looks like. And people get excited about it because now they can visualize what that's going to look like. You know, there's certainly other questions about, you know, do you want the staff to stay and wash dishes, put them away? Are they rented? Do they need crating? Do they need to be put in a certain place? Where does the trash go? I mean, there's lots of questions that we ask as a company because our goal is to make our client a guest at their event. We don't want to be bothering them throughout the evening with lots of questions about silly things like where do we put the trash now and pull them out of the guest mode with the rest of the people there. We want them to stay a guest. We want to ask those questions in advance. We want to know exactly what it is that they want. So that being said, when you are looking into your future and what you want, you should write down as many details about it as you can. Everything. Would it, it like with the party? What do you want your future job to be or your future companion to be or, or the place you want to live or something new that you want to do or you want to try? You know, different things like that. But put down as many details about it as you can because it brings it alive in your mind. And when you create something like that, it's a lot more valuable to your mind because your mind then has a much clearer picture about exactly what it is you're looking for and it will drive you to that thing. So um, future self, like all the things, descriptive. Uh, And then what do you see are the obstacles that are going to stand in your way to you getting what it is you want. That's the next very important exercise I do with clients because they oftentimes have lots of reasons why they don't think they're going to end up with any of the things that they have put down on their list. But that's okay. That's really important. All those obstacles, all of them in the pro and con you know, columns, all those obstacles are super important because they actually are going to be turned into strategies on how you can get where it is that you want to go. So how do you feel as that future self? That would be the next exercise that we would do together. And that's an interesting question for most people because they're like, well, what do you mean? I mean, I feel good when I have all the things I want. But it's not only deciding what the thing is you want and all the details about it, but also doing the work on what does it feel like to be there? What are the things you do? How do you act? You know, how do you present yourself to the world? What are the things you say out loud? Those are all key questions because what's important to understand about this exercise about our future self is that all of those things that we put down that we want to act like, be like, look like, all of that are things you can actually do right now. And that may seem like a strange thing to say, but you can act like your future self now. It's just a choice that you make. And it's even a deeper study to say, how do you act now? Who is the person you are now? Why haven't you achieved that level of success yet in your life? And... Getting to the root of that 
shows you many times that it's your thoughts about yourself, what you're capable of, who you are right now, or who you think you are right now, is probably holding you back from being the person you want to be in the future with all of the things that you want that to look like. That's really powerful because you can, once you see what your thought processes are, you can decide that you don't think like that anymore, that you think more like your future self. There's an even further exercise where you write a letter to yourself, your future self, to yourself right now, and tell yourself exactly what it's like to be there, to be in that future place with all of the things you want, with life happening the way you want it to happen. Now, quick side note, you won't be happy every minute of the day. There will be things that will go wrong in your life. They won't be necessarily insurmountable, but there will be things that will happen. Life is 50-50, and expecting to be happy all of the time is not a realistic ask because there are things in the world no one wants to be happy about. There are earthquakes that kill millions of people or hundreds of thousands of people or thousands of people, and no one's happy about that. It makes people sad and unhappy to hear that other people are suffering or miserable. That's the 50-50 of life. You're going to get a flat tire on your Mercedes. It's going to happen. Like different problems than maybe you have right now, but you will still have problems. It's just a fact of life. And that's part of the training that we do too at, you know, Badass Relationships is teaching you that things are going to go wrong, quote unquote, in your life, but it's all in your attitude about it and what you think about it that makes the difference in how much it brings you down and how much it holds you back. So as you work through the obstacles with your pre-decided strategies, you create confidence. Moving through your, your strategy, your plan of attack, your you know, um, action steps is exactly what brings you confidence. Because as you do that, you build upon the confidence that you can do this. Well, I did this one thing and then this happened. And then I did these other things and then I felt even better. And then I didn't want to do X, but I did it anyway. And then I, I was amazed at how many people reached out and said, what a great job that was, or how amazing, or, you know, it, that opens your world up in a way that can't be described until you do the action, until you put the action behind it. So just to recap, it's really important to set goals from your future self. What do you want there? What, what are you hoping to have, to be, to do? And it can be anything. Put as many details on it as you can. Develop a list of obstacles you think are going to stand in your way. Turn them all into strategies. Follow those action steps and create the confidence that you can achieve those things. Dive deep into who that person in the future is, what they look like, how they feel, how they act, what they think about. Change the way you think now to be that person in the now because you can, and then start doing those action steps and marching towards your goal. 
There's plenty of other steps that go along with this. And this is the work that we do uh, in badass relationships. This is the work I do one-to-one with people. And if you would like to learn more or hear more about this concept, please reach out to me at badassrelationships.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. And I look forward to talking to you again on the next podcast. Take care.